What's up? It's all good. Welcome to the first inaugural episode of Rejected Theory Podcast. Yes. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening, man. This is day one, man. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. Uh, I'm excited. I dude, I've been excited. We've been we've been talking about this for two years. Man. Man, you as were fast as this as fast as this world spinning, man. We just now catching up to it. Right, you're uh, you're in the you were in the in the dark place before, and now finally got out of Cali. Woo. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 not gonna lie. I thank God because sometimes you don't see what's visually in front of you because you want to alter your vision to see something better. Right. And man, when I got away from it, man, my life did a complete 360, man. Right. And now you look at, and now you can look back and you look where, where you were. And it's like, fuck, it's, <laughs> it's a different perspective, right? Man, completely, completely contrary. It's, it's completely contrary to what I was used to. So I love it, man. Yeah. So a little bit about the podcast. We're uh, we're pretty much just doing what friends do, talking, bullshitting, throwing around ideas. Yep. Shit like that. You know, most of our stuff is going to be, like the name suggests, rejected theory, or uh, bingo, or what's the what's the popular term for that? Um, Mm, I guess unpopular. controversial conversation. Unpopular opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so. Uh, but yeah, we've we've known each other for what 10, 10 plus years. Hell yeah! Started Hell. riding motorcycles. We're riding motorcycles together. This motherfucker runs out of gas on a long ass <laughs> ride. That's yeah. He got towed with a belt. Yes. Fucking belt. I remember that shit. I still got that photo we took standing on the motorcycles. I yeah. still got that photo. You know what? I think I do too. Oh, shit. Somewhere. I just, it's in my... Uh, it pops up every year. Yeah. It pops up every year on the anniversary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. I still sometimes I still talk to Obama. Remember Obama? Yeah. I, I still talk to him sometimes. He's changed a lot too. He's changed. Dude, he uh he got in a really bad one uh like three years ago. I think I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, didn't he like he messed his hip up or something? Dude, he messed everything up. He was he was fucked up. He uh mm. He was lucky to, lucky to live off of that one. He he was in ICU for three weeks. Hmm. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know all that. Yeah, he was on like he was in that room. He could only have his girl and one other person. His girl and one other person in there visiting. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they they don't want them. To, I think it was called MRSA or something like that. Oh, it's like yeah. if somebody from the outside comes in with a new antibody or a new uh, type of uh, bacteria. Yeah. yeah. Medication resistant staph infection. That's what that MRSA is. Yeah. Literally yeah. medication resistant. Nothing kills it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like once they give you so many antibodies, mm-hmm. your body gets used to it. <laughs> so yeah. now your body can't react to that shit. Hell yeah. So, but other than that, rode motorcycles together, fucking just chilled. You moved away, what, like five years ago? Six yeah, years ago? Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah, it may have been actually long. I think it may have been six. Went up to yeah. the Bay Area, did, did your thing up there for a little bit. Or I should say, went back to the Bay Area. Yeah, went back. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I've stayed I've stayed down in this fucking arid bullshit desert Man. the entire time. One thing I will that is a, a remarkable desert out there. I will say that that desert is remarkable. I don't know what you mean by remarkable, but if you mean like the <laughs> wrath of God, then yes. <laughs> no, I mean like. How it's placed right there, and it is Sin City, but it's placed right there, smack dab in the middle of the desert. When you're driving from California, you think you're never going to make it. Mm-hmm. Oh Dude, God. you could be driving from Boulder City and think you're never going to make it. <laughs> yeah, you got a point right there. For real. For real. Yeah. So so let's get on this topic that you... that that. You know, want that that we were uh, that brought up the podcast again. What do you think about the milk crate challenge? Say again, the milk crate challenge. The milk crate challenge. What do you think about that? Here's my thing. I think the milk crate challenge is just everybody's regular but subconscious mind telling them that they just want to see other people fall. That's why their anxiety gets raised through the roof when they see somebody doing it. And that'll trickle down into society as being like, well, okay, if people want to see people fall off milk crates, I can just imagine what people want to see people do when they start a business as far as falling off. Right. I mean, let's let's just be honest, right? The milk crate challenge started with started with those uh, extreme parkour guys or whatever they are <laughs> hanging exactly. off the edges of buildings and fucking doing that you know being without without ropes without uh harness or anything without safety and shit yeah mm-hmm. i hey so my my melt crate challenge point and it really wasn't it, it was just me being a jackass was yeah. i was up at the mountain and i was working up there or something and I saw a direct TV dish just laying there. Didn't have didn't have that little antenna sticking up or nothing. It was just it was just the oval. Yeah. So what's old Tank do? He jumps yeah. on it and rides that motherfucker down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> ah, like a sled. Mm-hmm. Or a snowboard or something. Yeah. And I did not die. 
<laughs> Surprisingly, goddamn. Right. And the bottom side of that dish is smooth as hell, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was <laughs> good shit. But yeah, the whole like we were talking last night, the whole milk crate challenge, tide pods, fucking all that, man, it's just it seems like it's a it seems like it's a weakening of society that the you know, people people tend to follow more than they lead. You know, when we were coming up, it was it was you had you had who was who was in a hundred mile radius of you that was influencing you. Exactly. You know? It literally it was it was the people or or family, you know, the people in a hundred mile radius or family that mm-hmm. were influencing you. And you know, you had to make a lot of decisions on your own. But now yeah. with but now with the the advent or the societal integration of social networking, you don't have to make that decision anymore. Because, because, you know, oh, eating Tide Pods is cool. Oh, you know, hanging off the edge of a building with no ropes, that's cool. That's, that's what people do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, another, another trend I don't get is, you know, we, we used to wear super baggy pants sag them as as a rebellion to our parents generation of of you know of a societal norm now this is the part that i don't understand like i understand okay if everybody in this generation is gonna wear gonna wear you know skin tight skin tight pants that that you know, for lack of a better term, that your sister owns. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then why are you going to unbutton them and sag them? It's pointless. It's like an oxymoron. Right. I almost thought you said it's like an oxycotton. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like. Here's my quagmire about it, though, right? I got a quagmire with it. There's there's a, a few, uh, I, I would say, like, a few trends going around now, right? The motherfuckers are walking around with this man purse design. Have you seen this shit? It's like a man purse design. I, it's some crazy shit. Dude, I call I, my friends wearing I told them to take it the fuck off immediately. Look, look. All right, I ain't going to lie. My man purse consists of either my backpack, I always got my backpack, and I do wear a fanny pack at times. Yeah. Those those are those are my man purse. I can't see walking around with some, you know, Louis Vuitton Chanel yeah. thing in the Under jigger. my armpit. Like, right. <laughs> I can't right. do it. Right. You know? Uh, I like, wear a fanny pack because I'm in aviation, so we have to wear fanny packs to keep. I wear a fanny pack because it makes it makes concealed carry so much easier. 
way easier. <laughs> you got a very good point. Bro, bro, I'm 270 pounds at this point. Sticking shit down my pants? My dick barely fits in there right now. <laughs> hey, I'll see your point to where it's like, hey, it's easier to just stuff it in this fanny, in this mm-hmm. fucking fanny pack. Right. You know right. And if you keep your wallet in there too, you know, you're like, oh, here's my wallet and a bullet. Exactly. <laughs> I have everything I need in one place. Right. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. But I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So uh Yeah, man. So how are you enjoying Colorado? No, you know I'm up in uh I'm in Montana. Oh. Yeah, oh. I'm in Billings, Montana. How long how long till you put on a fucking five gallon hat and start wearing some fucking cowboy boots? I got about two more weeks. No, okay. I'll be in it. <laughs> That's when you get your official card? Okay. Uh, that's when you get your official card? Yeah, that's when you get the permit. Okay. It, take, it takes a special permitting in order to in order to go full redneck. Exactly. <laughs> they give you a written exam and a physical one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> written exam and physical. They say the number one requirement out here is you got to have a truck. Mm -hmm. They said if it's a lifted, if it's a lifted truck, it's extra credit. (laughs) You know, so I was like, all right, I'm going to get extra, extra credit out here. But then you (laughs) threw those thumps in there. You threw thumps in there. Did that drop the credit a little? Did that? Uh, Well, you know what I did? Toyota somehow made a custom box for the Tundra TRD. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently this box was like literally like 15 pounds. So mm. I'm like, oh, well, when that's with the speaker, it's only one sub. And so the air shocks in the back, I just raise them up to 30 and it stays pretty much even unless I'm trying to drive fast or something. Right on. Yep, yep. I like it though. It's, it, this is like actually my first truck because I was so thinking about getting another motorcycle. I was going to get a Harley. And, uh, that's guy, my next bike, Doug. That's my next bike. Yes. <laughs> I rode one when I was in California. like an idiot, fresh out the hospital. I had to end up riding one just to see if I still had it. Uh-huh. And it was relatively easy. Surprise, like, surprise, it was relatively easy. The only thing that was difficult, I'd say, is grabbing the front brake. But I'll just one finger it. You know, I'll just one finger and grab it. Yeah. Well, I... I mean, you got, you got damn near full mobility over three. You know oh, this. Yeah. This one's a little funky, but yeah. these three. Yeah, these three. I, I feel like every time I pop the knuckle, it loosens it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I gotta send you one of those hand bands that I was telling you about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only <laughs> only problem I think that's uh, stopping is got to be my radial nerve because I believe it's called a supernator. When I try and turn over like this, uh-huh. it won't flip all the way over. Huh. And I remember them saying that nerve has a lot of motor function that's got to do with the outside and uh, I think it's like the inside of your owner nerve yeah. and uh, the outside of your radial nerve. So they were saying these were the two problems I was having. 
because my mm. median is moving all of these right in this hand but those are the ones those are the ones that i break with actually i break with these two i dirt bike style it that's the yeah. way i break yeah that's what i started doing i'll just mm. i'll just leave my hand on it and then i'll reach over like that and grab it mm -hmm. yeah because i can't do i got fat wrists i got fucking fat everything so my hand goes <laughs> my hand goes to sleep when i'm when i'm riding for a while my whole arm will go numb so i gotta put like i get it twisted back and i put my hand just to hold it that way i could wiggle my fingers it's fucking bullshit yeah, yeah it's bullshit I might, I might do it how the stunt riders used to do it just go ahead and get one of those secondary brakes just install it on there yeah but just for the uh underneath the cleft for the right brake. Right. For the rear? <laughs> or for the front? Huh? For the front brake? Yeah, I was gonna try and put the front brake underneath the clutch on this side. The other thing you could do, well, I know you don't have any feeling with that with your right side, but you yeah. might you might could be able to get uh the brake swapped from from the right to the left that way hmm. yeah. i was thinking you know what i'm thinking about that because all you have to really do Even, is just change the line and right. and with your uh, with your appendage I'm, I'm sure you feel stuff you just can't feel pressure so so yeah. being able to you could you could actually swap both sides right you could put your brake on the left and and your shifter on the right because you can yeah. feel that click yeah if, if there's a click that'll reverberate through yeah you could get it good yeah, yeah. that's a good idea the only thing about out here is not a lot of custom workers out here i'll for sure have to come to vegas california to get it done <laughs> Hey, dog, you got a room right here. You already know, man. Likewise to you too, man. For sure. We got this extra room since my since my son went to Okinawa. This motherfucker's empty for three years. Woo! Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is he liking it out there? Oh, yeah. He said it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he hasn't man. been allowed off base yet because he's pretty fresh out there. He's only been there little over a month yeah. uh and he has to pass certain certain things in order to in order to get more and more privileges so he doesn't yeah. go out there and act a fool yeah. that's tight though man because once he gets off base man they pretty much trust him they're uh -huh. like go ahead do your thing mm -hmm. oh yep man so that's that's where I'm at with that. Oh yeah. Did you get that? Oh, you hey, you saw that video that I sent you? You didn't send me a video. Did I, I didn't send you a a link? Mm -mm. No. Hold on. It's on YouTube. Email it. Email it to uh uh which one? Oh, um, ah. 
rejectedtheorypod at gmail.com. You got an email for us now, motherfuckers. Rejectedtheorypod at gmail.com. And while he's looking that up, we got the audio of this is going to be on... uh, it's gonna be on all your on all your platforms, but but we can uh, uh, like if you want to get all our links, I'm gonna to have to figure out how to put all that shit into the YouTube channel. But we're one form or another rejected theory podcast, uh, rejected theory pod, rejected theory um, on your. Shit, you know what? Hold the fuck up. Hold the front fucking door right now. Yeah. Um What's what's the email again? Rejected Theory. Rejected Theory Pod at gmail.com. Rejected Theory Pod at gmail.com. And we have we have uh Rejected Theory on TikTok. That's who we are on TikTok, on Instagram. We are... I, I gotta get this shit rem- remembered. Rem- remember it. Uh, on Instagram, we're Rejected Theory Pod. And then I think on Twitter, we're Rejected underscore Theory. Let me see. Uh, yep, Rejected underscore Theory. I'll send it to your phone and your and the email. Okay. Yeah, we'll 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 get this shit figured out. This will be oh yeah. This will be the best fucking podcast you ever listen to, people. I'm just saying. Hands down. We're we're a couple cool motherfuckers. Cool cats up in this bitch. For sure, it's gonna be a lot right. of uncommon and unusual information. A lot of insight. And a lot of intellectual property being sold for sure. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Oh, it hasn't come through yet. Let's see. Rejected theory pod at gmail.com, right? <coughs> you doing all right? <coughs> Rejected theory pod at gmail.com. Come on, Google. It doesn't take you fucking four hours to send within your own network. I know, right? Actually, it does sometimes. It's fucking stupid. I don't understand. Oh, shit. That's right. I could just do it like that. Hmm. One of these days. One of these days we'll get this shit figured out. It's only yeah. our first day. It's only our first day. One of these days this shit's going to get figured out. Let me see. I'm going to forward this to... Yeah, I tried to send it to the email. It said, uh... Uh, something uh do you send R R E J E C T E D T H E O R Y P O D 
at gmail.com. Hold on, I'm going to spell it one more time. Art, uh, what is it? R E J E C T E D T H E O R Y P O D at gmail.com. Got it. Got it. Okay, this is it. Now store that. Yeah, I'll just save it. <laughs> I just that's why I was trying to do the first time. I just saved it. <coughs> there we go. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. We're gonna we're gonna do our cool trick. We're gonna do oh, our yeah. cool trick. Screen share this side. Share. All right. Oh shit. Okay. Let's watch. So it. now before we started, right? Real quick before we started. Yeah. Okay. Now this this light we were in Red Lodge, Montana. Right, uh -huh. and we were about, I'd say about ten thousand feet MSL. Right. So we were about ten thousand feet in the air on top of a mountain, looking mm. across. We were looking southwest at another mountain that was taller, but there's no roads. It's it's virtually untouched. There's no way to get up there, and it's yeah. a no fly zone. And if it was a plane, we would have heard it for sure. Right. And so this is the light that was across from. Me. Okay, just making sure we got. All right, so it's making small movements, but it's right. not too much leaving the area. Now, mind you, the moon is was was north of us at this time, pretty much where we were positioned. The moon would have been north in respect to our position, not north geographically, but in respect to our position. Right. And this is us looking southwest. So that's when it shot back down towards the mountain. That's it, making its, it's, it's making the quick movement like that? That's cheap. Yeah, that's it doing that. You guys aren't driving? Uh-uh, I was parked. She had her phone on the window. Mm. <coughs> she had her phone on the window like uh -huh. this <coughs> to film it. Sorry, people. That's smoker's cough. That ain't my smoker's cough, though. <coughs> no, right. Somebody, somebody's smoking a goddamn joint in this bitch. Oh, Fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. Rolled blunts. Yeah, it's strong as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> So those were the movements it was making. Then it shot up a little bit, then it went out. Damn. So so my thing is this. Now the camera, her camera image was better than my image. Yeah. But the camera didn't do it no justice to see the actual shape. Right. It's like almost kind of crazy. You ever seen some shit like that before? Yeah. So we were... <clears throat> I used to work, I used to work out of town. I did surveying out of town. And uh, 
We, uh, how do you like my mole near? Uh, I said, how do you like my mole near? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're, we're coming home from El Centro, California. Okay, and we're, we're passing on the, the east side of the mountains from, uh, out from, uh, uh, the Salton Sea. You're and, headed, what, southeast? No, nah, we're heading north. We're, he we're coming back to Vegas. We're okay. coming back to Vegas from down there. <coughs> and, uh, anyway, so there was something that just appeared, right? And then it broke off into into four pieces, came like this, got one again, came out, spread out, got one, and then they all kind of took off and came back in and like this, and then v vanished. And we're driving through the desert, and, you know, I mean, Arizona's, what, like, 60 miles to the east of us, maybe. Yeah. Maybe an hour, maybe. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And the only thing I can think of is UFOs. I mean, and and I'm not saying UFO is in, as in otherworldly, but I'm saying I don't know what the fuck it was. <coughs> so yeah. to me, that's a UFO. That's that's not saying that's not saying that I don't believe that there's life out there. I mean, we're not a coincidence. I'm just saying this whole experiment of human beings on Earth ain't a coincidence. Exactly, it's not a coincidence. Uh-uh. Exactly. Like like little Dicky said, what you think God just made us and then said. We'll see how this one goes. Mm -mm. Yeah. There's too much creation out there for just us to be out here. Right. It's far too much. <laughs> right. And like, and we found we found life in the most inhospitable parts of the earth. You know, inside inside the rings of volcanoes and depths of thousands of feet under the ocean. You know? Yeah. Side of the we don't even know what's in all of the ocean. We we, we couldn't even go on to the bottom of it. I mean in a couple spots, but the Marianas Trench, we ain't never been to the bottom of that. That shit is deep. And it's stuff that lives in there. Right. Right. Just just think. I here's my thing. I'm not saying that aliens are real or not real. But I'm saying this, whatever else is out there, I can almost guarantee we cannot see it or understand what it is. Right, right. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty damn sure aliens are real. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind, even if it's, even if it's an, an amoeba on, on a comet, <laughs> That's an alien, because <laughs> alien is what? Anything that's not natural to us, right? Exactly. 
So. So up, up, and then I think about shit like, okay, you're you're out in Nevada. You guys are home of extra of the extraterrestrial. I would say, uh, Mansion Area Fifty One. Right now, here's my thing. I remember I watched the interview with Bob Lazar. Right now, I don't know his credibility. I feel like it's pretty good, you know, but. My thing is this. He said they had six recovered spacecraft in this place. Uh Six. So I thought about it like, God damn, the government has been owning. Like, (laughs) holy shit. Like, if they've got six, I know they've re-engineered one. Right. The backwards engineered, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've, uh, if you watched or listened to the the Joe Rogan experience interview with Bob Lazor. Yeah, I did. But I there's did. there's actually a couple, I think. And uh there was there was a lie a lie detector guy, a guy who <laughs> like worked for the CIA or or something, yeah. was a professional could tell he was he was goddamn fucking uh who was that robert tenero in in meet the parents fucking just put his hand on your pulse and go all right motherfucker answer my questions little human lie detector uh uh anyways and there was a study done on on every interview every everything that was bob lazar related and they they came to the conclusion <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ man you gotta do that shit before the podcast fucker yeah you were start, start just eating it during the podcast that's what I'm, I'm gonna make a weed salad my bad go ahead uh, uh, uh. Uh, but anyways uh, he uh, they determined that, that he wasn't he wasn't being he wasn't he wasn't being deceptive, like, because his story never changes, like, everything's exactly the same all the time, and I get it, people could, you could rehearse it, you could whatever, but for it to be the exact same all the time, I don't, I, you know, I don't think he's, I don't think he's lying. Yeah, I don't. And, and another thing about it is the fact that his credentials disappeared. Do you know how difficult it is to make someone's credentials disappear? And when it's when, not when that difficult, them, it's not that difficult. No, I mean to make them disappear and the person's still alive. No, it's him, not the. You know, it's that's not that difficult. My cousin, my cousin went to Vietnam before Vietnam was was something that that you know, the United States yeah. was part of. Yeah, part of, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and he was doing shit for, for a government agency. And he can't get the help he needs from, from the, the VA and shit because, like, he gets some help. He's, he, you know, he was in the Marine Corps. He did, he did his shit for, 
for however many years, eight or ten years or whatever, and then yeah. and then got out. Uh, but he, what what oh a retirement and some VA benefits he's trying to get. He he can't get. So he 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 went to school with and knew um oh what's the name of the what's the name of the governor we had for a long time that came from searchlight uh oh uh he was the last governor right yeah mm-hmm. you have a funny last name well not funny but mm-hmm. difficult to say No, oh, this would be the easiest way. Uh, dude, he was just the Speaker of the House. Was it Sandoval? No. No, it was the... It was the other one. He just... Gibson? No. God damn, Gardner. got sister like right now right right yeah that's that what guy I was up with the hard last that, that guy that guy who who's best friends best friends with gavin newsom yeah like no. you just slid him in there yeah harry reed harry reed harry reed so he oh, went to school with harry he went to school with he knew harry reed he Fucking everything. And, uh, uh, so he called him and he was like, look, I need help getting this stuff done, getting my benefits reinstated, getting everything done. Yeah. And this was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. He said, give me a few days, I'll look into it. He, he calls him back and he says, I don't know what you did in the Marine Corps, but it's still classified. We can't talk about it. Mm. I can't get any of your stuff. So, so making people shit go bye-bye when they're still alive yeah. Yeah. is not... It's not a big easy, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then that makes it that somewhat what you just told me makes Lazar's story even more believable. For the fact that it's easy to do that. Right. You know, because I, I, I know it's easy for people to like uh to like uh change like their entire personality and social and all that type of shit. Right. But I mean as far as wiped away 
with that information, it makes it even more believable. Already believe the man because I thought about it like, okay, he's not making any money off this shit. It's not like he just got filthy fucking rich right. off of it. So, right. you know, there's no point logically as to why he would keep up a charade. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's, he just wants like, people to have the truth. Exactly. I, he's the Edward Snowden of UFOs. Bob Lazar is the Edward Snowden of UFOs. Yeah. The only sure. thing is, is they weren't able to chase him out of the country. Yeah. But yeah. had we had all these bullshit laws we got now, he'd sure shit be somewhere else. He might even be in prison right now. Oh yeah, for sure. That all the all the fake news laws and all that type of shit, they had to try to prosecute him under one of those conditions. They would have tried. Mm -hmm. I think didn't didn't he didn't he face some type of legal action before? Over yeah, there? yeah, I believe he did. Um, I think that the uh, it all got dropped because yeah. a certain statute of limitations. You know, because yeah. you don't have to be quiet forever when you work up there. You only have to be quiet for for X amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So. See. See, that's like one of those situations as as to realizing like this is a man that saw a device that's not from this galaxy. Right. Touched that's, it. Touched a device. Touched it. And they came from, let's say, just hypothetically speaking, eight light years away. Shit, I thought you were going to say a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I'm just being minimalistic here and saying, hey, not that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Not 200,000, none of that, you know? Right. And it's, it's just the, the fact that that's here on Earth. Yeah. Full on fucking Elliot. <laughs> Man. And so it has to, it, it like, it's, it's almost, it's perplexing to me because I think about it like in all different kind of ways. Like, like okay, they have a, a branch in, in, uh, in aeronautical science to where it's, I guess, advanced aviation, where it's on advanced aircrafts. But that yeah. could range from experimental aircrafts to different types of jets and shit. But they do have a section in there. Where's my book at? Uh, shit, oh, it's it's in this book, right? And uh -huh. in, in and in the FAR. Oh shit! Told you I'm a pilot. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, I gotta give you another one, man. I lost one of them flying over some shit I wasn't supposed to fly over. Area fifty-two. No, I flew over. Uh, no, I flew over a water, uh, you know, a reservoir of water, and it was stuffed in a mountain or whatever. But it was a restricted area because uh, it was California. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But if I if I would have known, or if I think if I would have stayed with my original flight plan and just flew on the outside, because I flew closer, I was interested, and it fell clean out the sky, man. Really? It just cut off right out the sky. Huh. I was like, like wow, somebody shot a directional EMP at it? 
Yeah. I think either they, yeah, either they shut down this like mag, it's, uh, elect, electrical system, mm. or I think it got redirected, and just the feed was cut. Because I know when you, because when you have that, the FAA has the information when that goes in the air, mm-hmm. it just doesn't have ADSB. So of course you're having a way to communicate back, but it has it has like a beacon type sensor on it. So the FAA knows when it's up, when it left, when it and it knows all that shit. You know, hmm. but it's just programmed. It's not like somebody looking at it like, okay, tank just took off right now. It's not like that. It's just programmed in a computer. So right. if something happens, like an incursion in the air, and it and something happens, like look, but they'll have the deets about it already. They'll have all the details already. So hmm. we'll know. Damn. Yeah. Here's here's a hack though. Uh, one of my um, instructors told me this. He was like, if you tape aluminum foil over the top of it, he was like, that beacon goes completely away. He was like, use electrical tape and tape aluminum foil over the top. He said, but he was like, a lot of the features in it, it'll be disabled. It's not going to be able to come back to home and shit like that. Right. All the GPS, all the GPS and all that will be disabled. Mm. It's like it. all the instrument flying capabilities are disabled. Right. So you're only on visual flight rules, so you'll be just flying visually. So it wouldn't be smart to be out of visual range, but you that's can. all we're allowed. That's all we're allowed. As yeah, uh, as recreational flyers, you're only allowed to fly within visual range of your unless you have a spotter, and then your spotter has to be in visual range at all times of of your drone. It's four hundred feet, right? Four hundred feet up. Four hundred feet map. up is the mat is the ceiling, and I think. Well, I don't think anybody can really see further than fifteen hundred feet on a small ass drone. So I think that's the, the horizontal wall. Yeah, because I know uh, that was a DJI one. No, no, this one, this one's. Uh, VJI or something. It's uh, it's, it's one from Walmart that Cam got me before he left. I yeah, need to get one of DJI ones. Yeah, cause those go about. I think the max on the small ones is like five fucking miles. Yeah, dude. There's a guy on on YouTube that I love. He uh, he does the uh. He does drone tests, and he he lives on Maui. And so he goes to this one park on Maui, and then he lets that motherfucker soar out over the ocean. Just, yeah. and, and he'll he'll take and uh, you know when the battery when the battery lights flashing, he'll yeah. shut off he'll shut off the automated return to home. And push it like another five minutes, ten minutes, or something, and then, and then bring it back home, just to see what dude he did that with a, a DJI, um, the Mavic Mini. He yeah. went. He went like five miles out over the ocean. Yeah. And it literally, it was coming into him it missed 
the return to home spot yeah. by 500 feet or something after after he pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. Yeah. Oh. And I see just, what it is. I know I know the way that they design those things that they have uh oh thank you. The way that they design those things, they have specifications on there that can be altered. But as long as it doesn't like damage the aircraft's integrity, it's like okay. specifications where you can change that shit. As far as battery life and shit, no. But as far as range and uh, optics and all of that type of right. shit, you can alter that shit. Hmm. Yeah, I need to get bigger batteries for for this one, the one I just showed you. It only has yeah. like a 15-minute flight time. Yeah. And then I got a small one that's about the size of a, of a Mavic Mini that... Uh, uh, goes for about eight minutes, mm. and I fuck with my dog with it. So <laughs> that's hey, that's fun. a good idea. Mm-hmm. He loves chasing that shit. Yeah, it gives dogs something to do. That's a good ass idea. Uh huh. Hell yeah. Yep. But the uh. Yeah, man, we just need to, we'll just continue getting this thing bit bigger and better. You're going to work yeah. on some music, right? I, I got a couple beats on this computer. I just got to yeah. pull them up and get them mixed and I'm going to send them to you. Okay. This is pure instrumentals. This is hot shit on here for sure. Hey, and I'm, I'm a fat guy and I breathe heavy. <laughs> so if you make it, if you make one of them, like an hour or something, I could just play on the undertone while we're talking. On the <laughs> that'll make that'll make my fat guy breathing a little bit, a little bit less uh, pronounced. But we need we need a uh, we're gonna need an intro. So what we'll do is we'll get a few of these made, and then I'll send you I'll send you some cuts. And you can just put them in, you can just mix them in some, mix them in some shit. Okay. Dude, I can't believe on the first, on the first podcast, we already used, we already used the screen share. Man. What's that about? I like this, man. And I mean, I don't think. I don't think we really need to come in with a planned agenda. I mean, maybe maybe a couple little topics just so we can continue to continue to have things to talk about if need be. But shit, we ain't ever need that. Yeah, because I was just gonna say, because all we really just need is just like maybe two or three points that we'll get to throughout the course of the talk. Right, the majority majority of the conversation gonna end up running into it anyway. That's the way. That's just the way we've always done. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Man, <clears throat> my girl got me addicted to these. Oh my fucking god! Fuck is that? It's fucking gummy bears, man. Those things will give you the shits. <laughs> hey, 
That's crazy. That is probably the fucking problem. <laughs> That's crazy. Hold on. Have you ever seen that? Hold on. Uh-uh. Let me pull. Let me pull that up. Uh, Amazon. I'm so glad we're still on the podcast. Amazon.com. We'll go to the Harbo. Harbo gummy bears. Okay. Uh, They make them too delicious, man. This shit is crazy. Yeah, unfortunately. Does terrible things to your asshole. (laughs) Hey, you see I'm trying to eat the rest of them before I see this video, right? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. No, it's not not even a video. It's a... uh, it's the uh, product reviews. Oh my god! Oh, so this is gonna be quick. Oh yeah. Let's see. Where the fuck are the product reviews? Look, bitch. Twenty-nine ratings. Let's see. zero reviews. Okay, so I don't know. I I can't find them right now. I'll uh, post them somewhere. Anyways, when I used to work at the school, one of the teachers and I used to, we'd sit there and we'd just bullshit, and she she brought this up one day. Dude, it says, it says, uh, people come up with some descriptive-ass shit for, for those Harbo uh, gummy bears, talking about, talking about, I don't know where, uh, where they came from, but they blew my asshole out, and like it's a whole, it's a whole fucking thing. Huh. Oh shit! Oh shit! Hey, one thing about these though, if I eat something greasy after this shit, yeah, my stomach is fucked up. Yeah. See you in hell. Okay. I'm going to read this to you real quick. I I read it like a fucking kindergartner's level. Hold on. It's good. I understand. Come on. I understand. I'm reading a book called Shackleton in slow motion. So I understand. Oh. Okay. It was my last class of the semester. And the final exam was worth 30% of our grade. After a late night study session, I felt confident. But I had decided between sleeping in or cooking breakfast. My eyelids chose sleep. Uh, My stomach, or after, uh, yeah, my stomach later regretted this decision. And after several uncomfortable stomach growls, I finally decided to make a quick stop by the campus bookstore and grab a snack uh, before my test. Since the semester was ending and everyone was going home for the summer, a lot of items were on sale, including the snacks and candies that they kept up front. God damn. Being in the hungry state that I was in, it felt only logical to pick the largest yet least expensive candy in order to get more bang for my buck. And there they sat, 
two bags of Harbo sugar-free gummy bears. Buy one, get one free. What a deal. I thought naively. I would eat one bag before my test and one bag after. As I walked to class, I gleefully chewed on those abominable little bastards, unaware of the utter mayhem that they would soon unleash upon my poor, poor anus. Uh, I sat down at my desk as the professor informed us that, <coughs> due to issues with cheating in the past, restroom breaks would be prohibited until the completion of the exam. I'll give you 10 minutes to use the restroom now. This will be your last chance. Any takers? Uh, the demon bears hadn't released their unholy necromancy upon my stomach yet. So in my, in my moment of ignorant foolishness, I remained seated, <coughs> still munching on those miniature bear-shaped bombs. After the, after the students wise enough to take the professor's offer had returned, the professor handed out the test. I was six questions in and it happened. It started subtly at first, almost like a slight tingling sensation in my lower abdomen. I thought nothing of it, assuming my intestines were just doing their thing. That's thing with T-H-A-N-G. Little did I know that my intestines were trying desperately to warn me of the horror that was on the horizon. <laughs> by question nine, it happened again, but, but this time it was followed by a sharp pain as if those, those infernal hellions had orchestrated an attack upon my colon. I fought to contain the groan that tried to escape my lips. It was at this point I began to panic. Something was going horribly long. I think they meant wrong. Something was going horribly wrong. Uh-oh, now I just lost my... Oh, there it is. And I need to get through this test before it gets any worse. By question 14, my worst fear was upon me. The Satan Bear's burning, hot, liquidy, dark magic crashed against my anal sphincter like a tidal wave. I was able to close the hatch just in time, but those relentless... Toxic bears beat against it like orcs trying to break down the doors of Helm's Deep. I knew I wouldn't be able to so much as shift in my seat without risking a breach. I kept fighting through my exam, clenching my cheeks with all my might, uh, beads of sweat rolling down my neck. Suddenly, a loud, gurgling war cry came from my belly, and the entire class lifted their heads. At the end, nothing mattered except this ungodly presence from my bowels. With 15 questions left, I promptly wrote C for every answer and ran out of the classroom. My professor yelled something, but I was too preoccupied with the volcanic eruption that needed to take place before I could find sweet, sweet relief. I burst into the restroom like Kool-Aid man and, behold, the handicapped stall was empty. Sun's, sun's rays from the adjacent window shone upon it as if it were a gift from God himself. It took me less than 0.5 seconds to undo my belt buckle, pull down my pants, and finally relax my weary buttocks upon the toilet seat.
it took absolutely no effort to expel this demon. Almost immediately, the floodgates of hell were opened and the damned, liquefied souls of an entire bag's worth of gummy bears cried as they burned through my sphincter and into the watery abyss below. I had never felt such simultaneous relief and anguish in my life. After 30 more minutes of this, I immediately went home, dug a hole in my backyard, and burned the, remain the remaining bag of gummy bears. I leave, I leave with this. Do not, I repeat, do not eat these spawns of Satan. Not only did they cause me to fail my final test, but the anguish I experienced is something I wouldn't wish upon anyone, not even my worst enemy. The only place these godforsaken hell bears belong are buried below the earth's surface. Okay, real quick. Here's my thing. I just hope his major was not writing or literature. Because if he would have turned that in, I think he'd have aced it. Right. Oh, right. That was a Grammy award-winning performance in writing right there. He literally made me not want to eat a gummy bear. Ever again. That's Ever crazy. Again. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just the way that he described it. Uh -huh. Like if I, like, and he ain't lying, though. He ain't no, lying. He ain't lying. Hey. be that descriptive hey. and make that up. Look. Do you remember growing up as a poor white kid? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, kind of not. I don't really. <laughs> growing up, growing up as a as a as a kid, a poor kid, like I was, and we get, you know, we get two bucks, we get two dollars from doing somebody's lawn or just picking up some stuff around a neighbor or something like that and we'd go get that cheap candy you'd always go get that cheap candy and they always came in bags of like 30 of them and you could get two bags for a dollar yeah. and I swear to you every time every one of those bags that I ever got and it's probably from eating them all in one sitting but I had that I had that sensation happening. See? And see, and this is what I think it is. I think it's become codependency because I just ate the whole fucking bag. <laughs> I didn't even stop. I was like, I'm going to eat this before he read me this because I know I'm going to be fucked up and I know he's going to tell me the truth about it. Mm -hmm. God. Oh. Hey, when 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 that backfires upon you, you call your girl in there to help you exercise those demons and say, "Look what you have rained down upon me, wench." <laughs> Look what you have called. Right now, I'm cursed. Right. <laughs> it's in my it's in my stomach right now. Oh, That's oh. you got a half hour. You got a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Tops. You know how you know how edibles take about one hour one hour to make it to, to before you start feeling them. Yeah. Mm -mm. Not with those. Not with those. That that kick in quick. Uh huh. It's gummy bears. Fuck. 
Mm-hmm. What do they even make that shit out of? Nobody knows. They have a lot of ingredients on there, but nobody knows. Nobody knows what the fuck. Dude, they might be making them out of that, uh, out of real bears. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, man. See, that's what I should have did. I should have read these. You should have read that motherfucker. Hey, but guess what? Guess what? When when you go take a shit later, you just record it. You just do the audio recording, and and you let us know how deadly they were. We don't need visuals. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't need visuals. But I'm gonna definitely give a, a Pro Tools recording uh-huh. of how it sounded. Yeah, because and this is what's the catch. I I've noticed. I'm like every time I eat a bunch of gummy bears. For some fucking reason, every time I eat real food, stomach's fucked up. I don't, and now I know what it is. Every time. I'm like, damn, why's my stomach hurt? And I don't even really drink no more, so at all, really. So Dude, I was thinking about making some moonshine. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of that shit. Mm-hmm. Man, hey, my I was in, I was in, I was incarcerated out there. And one of my fucking cellies had made some. And he asked, did I want some? And I told him, I was like, no, I got a future when I get out of here. I don't want to go blind, right? And he said, I didn't know you can go blind off of this. I was like, you serious? I was like, off that, you will definitely go blind. So reading up on it. Okay. Hypothetically, I've been reading up on it. Mm -hmm. Just for informational purposes. What what you go blind by, or what what you could go blind by, is the methanol. The methanol is produced first. That's why that's why the first uh, five hundred milliliters they say uh-huh. they say just throw it away or use it for for like starting fluid for your barbecue or something like that because the methanol. Now you won't go blind. You could go blind from it. But it would take a whole lot. It would take a whole lot to make you go blind. Uh, in my readings, that's what it said. Um, you know, and then you have the ethanol, which is what we drink, what we drink in all right. of our liquor, and and then you have some oils and stuff on the tail end. But that first five hundred milliliters. You just want to get rid of, because it's literally methanol, and methanol is is poisonous. So bingo. So he, but here's my thing. See, what you're talking about is direct moonshine, and I think what he made it was hooch. It was pruno. Uh, it was fucking pruno. It's toilet. Yeah. It's toilet water. Yeah. So For that's sure. why I told him. I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna actually get an education See, when I get out of here. And the problem, the see, oh, that's the point I was trying to make, is the methanol has nowhere to go when you're making toilet water. Exactly. The methanol, the methanol stays mixed with the ethanol, stays mixed with, stays mixed with the tail, with the tail end, which is another thaw, and some some oils and stuff. So yeah. And, and see what he what they were doing was trying to burp it, and I'm like, that's not releasing all that toxic shit. That's right. liquid that's toxic in there. 
Right. Is where I kept on telling them. Right. They ain't did it. Because so so coming up up to a hundred and seventy degrees, anything that burns off is methanol. And that's what comes in, you know, and the same goes because the hooch makes its own heat, right? Yeah. As it's sitting there fermenting, it makes its own heat. Yeah. So up to 170 degrees, that's all met, uh, methanol. Get rid of it. After after 170 degrees up to, they say up to 212 degrees, but you want to stay beneath that, like 205 degrees, because 212 is where water boils. Yeah, that's so what I was you don't want you don't want water you don't want water getting through your into your ethanol. Yeah. You just want you just want the the ethanol to to steam up and then get in the collector and drop down. Okay. So yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. But you like literally the the prime spot is like one seventy five to one eighty up to right around 200, 202 degrees. And that you you literally only drink what comes from that from that section. Uh, before before it'll make you sick, after it'll make you sick. You know, you can drink the stuff after just to add in some more flavors and stuff, but what happens before yeah. stays in before. Yeah, 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 and see that's and see that's why, that's why I didn't like it because I knew it was something in there because it it gives you a gag feeling like a like that kind of feeling yeah. when you smell it. Like that's why I was like, man, I'm cool. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I like my anus too much. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want to be in that much pain. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying. But see, moonshine, what you're talking about is different. Because it's actually scientifically made, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's actually scientifically thought out through measurement. And shit. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not allowed to we're we're not allowed to to use stills to make spirits in in Nevada. So I just have to look it up, and uh, yeah, for real, they don't let they don't allow it out there. Mm hmm. No, the motherfucking state don't get their money that way. Oh, uh, yeah, you got a point. I would think only in Vegas, though. I, I would think outside of Vegas. Nah, the whole state. I imagine there was a point. I imagine there's a point when uh, when it was legal. Yeah. And uh, the state lost out on a lot of money. You know, they're worried about they're worried about collecting collecting the money on your on your moonshine but they're not worried about collecting that money on mines yeah exactly exactly that See, moonshine money's what... worth more <laughs> so that's why and Vegas knew it Vegas is like if we dominate every aspect of what people are interested in we win. Vegas was built off of losers, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. Or was Vegas built... Vegas was built off the backs of losers to the winners. 
to the winners, exactly. That's what I mean, exactly. To the winners. That's a hell of a statement about Vegas. Vegas gave me, for the rest of my life, pretty much a different outlook on gambling. Gambling is a fun thing. It's not something to where you should like think like I could I'm gonna make this much if I do it. You're gonna no. lose. Right. You should never ever ever think that you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> it, that you're be gonna a any, Yeah. Expect to lose. Right. But be grateful if you win is the is my philosophy. Right. Well who you said know? the best? Uh oh shit. Um Exhibit. Exhibit. What, when he was talking to his son, uh, in the whichever, whichever song it was, he said, "Be prepared for the worst, but expect the best. No yeah. matter life, no matter where life takes you, come home to the West." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh shit. Well. It's starting to get dark. We should probably yeah. uh, get off this motherfucker and uh, uh, get our first shit posted. Yeah, it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. So, yeah, what you can do, just hit me on the phone. I'm going to go make me something to eat and finish this weed off. Okay. Just call, yeah, just call my phone and then we'll figure it out. I don't, fuck, I, don't, I don't know much about post-processing right now, so I'm just... I'm I'm putting it up the way it is, and it'll get better, people. Exactly. Exactly. That that's all I can say. We'll it's figure it out do. in route. Right. Right. It's, it's the only way to learn. Yeah. You gotta go through it to get to it for sure. Right. Ain't no other way. <laughs> right. Really. And uh, if anybody needs to contact us, you know, if somebody's looking to sponsor, <laughs> mm-hmm. Adidas, really. if you're looking to sponsor. Uh, yeah, we're we, you know you can hit us at, at rejectedtheorypod at gmail dot com. We're re, we're rejected theory on on uh, TikTok. We're uh, rejected theory pod on Instagram, and we're rejected underscore theory on Twitter. God damn, yep. you got to remember that. Hey. One of these days, we're making merch. We're going to make merch, dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm with it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, let's end this motherfucker, and we will we'll fucking get at it next week. What's up? All right. Uh, Later. Have a good one. And we'll see up, everybody next week. Yes, sir. Peace. Well, what happened to peace, man? You remember that shit? I just always give him two fingers to do something. You know what I'm saying? You remember? You remember? Like growing up, that was the thing, right? Peace, or or Audi five thousand. Yeah, the world changed so much now. People just say shit like "be safe," as if the right. world is going to be cataclysmic tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> right on. Well, let's get uh, this shit. Have a good weekend. You too, man. Later.